It's a good song choice, though. Welcome to Live on Real Estate. I am Chris Foster, Vice President of Hall Financial. Uh, joining us today, uh, Todd McNulty from Real Team. Welcome, Todd. Thank you for having me. Uh, along with Todd, we have uh, Seth Gray, uh, one of our senior loan officers here. Welcome, Seth. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. And uh, Patrick Ali, another one of our senior loan officers. Patrick, what's going on this morning? What's going on, everybody? So uh, Boss Man is uh, out this week, so uh, changing up a little bit. Um, brought Todd in. Uh, Todd, local real estate agent, again with Real Team. Uh, wanted to get his view on what's going on in the market. Uh, Todd, we've been talking a lot last week on the show. We talked about it, but I just think it's that important. We continue to talk about just the supply versus the demand of homes out there. Uh, supply obviously is down. Uh, demand is very, very, very high. We have clients that are putting in three, four, five, six, seven offers. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're seeing with your buyers at this point in time. Yeah, so so obviously supply is, is extremely low. Demand is extremely high. We're seeing 13, 14 offers on most every listing that we're hitting. Um, the, the biggest thing that I'm seeing right now is price is great, but banks are not appraising the houses any higher just because somebody's willing to pay more. So appraisal waivers are great, um, but what I'm seeing is most important is occupancy. These sellers need to go somewhere, and if they don't have a house already picked out, they're gonna need a little bit of time to find that, just like that buyer's taking a lot of time, that seller's gonna need the same thing. So if you're willing to offer free occupancy, it's going a long way. It's going sometimes further than a higher price. So tell us a little bit, um, tell a little bit about free occupancy. I think all four of us in here obviously understand what that means. But for the average listener, tell us a little bit about what you're seeing some of the uh, the sellers uh, offer. Right. So so occupancy is basically once the the transaction closes, the seller is going to stay in that house for X amount of days until they can either move their stuff out, find a new house. It depends on the situation, um, but basically what what i'm seeing is the the sellers need some some amount of time to get out of that house so instead of doing the pita the, the principal interest taxes all that stuff that that goes along per diem um if you can add to that bottom line by just giving them free occupancy because so, it's going to be less money out of their pocket at the end of the day they're going to like that a lot more than having to get out of their house quick for maybe a thousand dollars more. Awesome, awesome, Pat. What are we again? You know, we deal with the finance on a day-to-day -day basis. What are we seeing with our pre-approvals right now in regards to the supply versus demand? So it, there's a lot of pre-approvals out there, but not a lot of pre-approvals coming back and turning into transactions. And a lot of that is 100%. I mean, there's a ton of there's a ton of supply, but we get into these multi-offer situations where you have a buyer that. Is putting an offer in a house, but there's already you know three or four or five other offers, sometimes up to ten, and then you get into a highest and best situation. So what we're seeing a lot of, and Seth, you can speak to this too, is that people are actually coming back to us and asking like, hey, I need you to raise this pre-approval, you know, ten thousand more dollars, just because they got to get into that that home. Absolutely, that happens, and then what we are noticing as well on my end, especially, I've got a, a quite a few pre-approvals that are in the mix right now. Um, people are asking for their letter pre-approval letters to be updated or increased, and then we're getting back to the same issue with, you know, once that offer gets accepted, the houses a lot of times just simply aren't appraising, and uh, a lot of the, the the buyers don't have that additional liquid funds to bring right. in on top of. Um, 
you know that 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 difference between what the home's appraising for and, and the asking price. So it's um, it's slowing down the, the process big time. Well, and, and just like sorry to interrupt, but just like just like you said, you know, we're updating our pre-approvals. That just means that there's somebody else that's updating their pre-approval, or you know, there's another real estate agent that's on that, uh, you know, trying to buy that home or get that home for their client, and they're doing the exact same thing. So then you get into these positions where. Now we've stretched, you know, we've stretched this pre-approval as far as we can, or the client gets home and now the home appraises a little bit less. Well, there's a situation there because either the client has to bridge the gap, or we have to, you have to go back into negotiation. So Todd, you said, you know, typical listing right now, you're saying 13, 14 offers at a time. What is the ultimate, I guess, for a lot of the sellers, what are they looking for? I mean, you know, you have conventional FHA, VA, you have people coming over asking, you have people obviously asking for seller concessions. I know that's not really working well right now from what we see. Tell us a little bit about what you're seeing from uh, from that point of view. Right, so as a seller, obviously bottom line is the most important. They want the most amount of money to walk away with from their house, obviously. Um, and what I'm seeing is most of these sellers are not understanding that the house still needs to appraise. So maybe you're gonna get $20,000 over your asking price, but unless that buyer has the funds to bridge that gap, it, you're, not, you're not really gonna get anywhere. So you may have to put that house back up on the market. Um, another thing is FHA buyers, VA buyers, they, I, don't, I don't deter my sellers from, from taking an offer from there, but um, concessions are tough right now. If you have concessions uh, that are attached to a to a buyer and they have to have those, sellers can afford to be picky. I mean, they, they have, well, again, 13, 14 offers, so you're just, you're gonna move to the bottom of the pile. So when it, when it comes to making that decision, um, what what do you feel the, the like the, the, the listing agents out there right now are advising? I mean, in regards to, hey, this versus this, what, what are some main, I guess, goals that, that sellers are looking for right now? Right, it, it, again, it's gonna depend on what that seller's ultimate goal is. If they have a house already lined up, then they're looking for the most amount of money and close in the least amount of time. Um, if it's somebody that has kids in the house and they're waiting for school to get out before they can get out of that house, occupancy is gonna be more important to them than getting that $2,000 more than they than than getting out of the house in a, in a quick fashion or having to find something to rent, move in with friends, family, whatever it is. Nobody wants to do that, especially when they have kids. Right, right. Um, Seth, one of the things I wanted to kind of get into today is the the Fed is meeting this week. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week. Um, you know, at the start of the year, the Fed said, "Hey, we're probably going to hike interest rates." You know, two, three, four times. The, the three is kind of that magic number. Um, they've done it once already. We're hearing that potentially uh, they're not going to do it this time. Um, what do you? What kind of conversations do you have with your clients when it comes to raising interest rates? Well, a lot of times with the, the rising rate environment, uh, the, the conversations that I'm having is that, number one, there's really not much that we can do about it, you know, and I think that it's no secret or surprise that we have seen interest rates start to uh, hike up a bit. Um, but it's also a good, you know, it creates its own sense of urgency in a way because, um, you know, waiting for the, the rates to drop down lower and lower like the markets that we've been in, that's just, that's gone to the wayside, uh, you know. So I think that folks realize that, if they can find a loan that makes financial sense for them and their family, that it, it makes sense to lock in and lock in sooner than later. Pat, we were talking before the show when, when Todd was here before we started uh, again about just 
people that are purchasing right now and talking about interest rates. And we kind of came to the conclusion where, you know, they care, but they don't care. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So when it, when it comes to, uh, you know, just to step back, when it comes to a refinance transaction, the ultimate goal, right, is to spend less money over time. You know, so you're looking for the low interest rates. You're looking for those three and a half percent, four percent, or right where the market's floating right now, right around four, four and a half, four, seven, five. But when it comes to a purchase transaction, it's about getting you into the home. I mean, when you're in a multi-offer situation, you're willing to go above asking on a on a property. That's that's creating that um, that need for that that property. You got a family, you got to move in there. You have other people around you. Maybe you're selling your home. So in that case, interest rates really don't matter. And understand that. I mean, how many years ago we were fighting nine percent interest rates? Right. You right. know, at one point, interest rates were at sixteen percent. So to have a 5% or a 5.5% and then take your mortgage a year later, I mean, on average right now, the homeowner is refinancing their house once every five to seven years anyway. Right. Todd, what are, you know, you don't, I don't want to say you don't deal with the financial part, but I'm assuming, again, because you're the main point of contact for your buyers, what are, what are they saying? Do they ask you questions about interest rates? Do they, what, what kind of, I guess, one, questions do they have? And then two, what, what's your typical advice? Right, yeah. I mean, interest rate is, is not a huge question. It comes up. Um, and I usually advise them to go directly to the, the loan officer because they're going to be able to direct them a lot better than I can on that. Um, as far as financial questions, it's usually going to be based on how much money do I need at the closing table? All I can tell them is what their percentage down is and, and things of that nature. When it comes to the, what the cost of a mortgage is, I just direct them right to the loan officer because they're the ones that are going to be able to best advise them. Awesome. And, and, and I think that's something great that we can talk about today. Again, a lot of times what I hear from clients are, what are my closing costs going to be? What are my closing costs going to be? Um, I'm assuming, Pat, Seth, you get that, that question a lot from your clients on a day-to-day -day basis. The first thing they think about is, how much does this financial company going to charge me for the transaction? And in reality, that's pretty typical for the most part, right? Yeah. Purchase transactions, you have six, seven, eight different itemized items, right? Yeah. That you have to pay no matter what when you get into a house. So when you have that question come up, Seth, what, how does that conversation go for our listeners out there? Well, I tell you what, um, you're right. Uh, the, the base costs on, on a purchase transaction are, are usually uh, pretty typical. You know, the, each lender is going to have their own fees, um, you know, but I've found personally that uh, folks are number one. They're they're concerned about how much out-of-pocket expenses they're going to need because that's important. If they need to have it liquid, if they need to do some liquidation um, of you know other long-term assets, uh, we can kind of get started on that. Um, also, interest rate back to kind of to piggyback yeah. on what we were talking about. People, you know, there's a lot of emotion involved with with buying a house, and yeah. you know, in some cases, uh, we, we, you got families, you got mm -hmm. children. Um, it's more so being comfortable with whatever that monthly payment's going to be. A lot of time, interest rate really doesn't get brought up. It's, yes, I can afford the house. Uh, yes, I have enough money and liquid uh, to put down uh, on this transaction. And people are just, um, they're wanting that feeling of comfort of knowing that they're going to be getting into the house, that things are going to work out, and that the uh, lender is going to handle it properly. Got it. Pat, anything to add on to that? Uh, no, I think that that's a great point. And, uh, you know, to that, there's two pieces to, to the costs that are involved with your purchase. Um, in most cases. And, and I think a lot of times when we're, 
you know, talking about the costs and the fees and, you know, the interest rates and stuff, you're right. There's a lot of emotion that's behind that because people, you know, typically see what, you know, you see on the internet, you see on the radio, you see, or you hear on the radio, you see on uh, the news where that's the number one focus is, well, what's my rate? What's my rate going to be? And when it comes down to brass tacks, it's can you afford this payment and can you afford the costs involved? That's it. Got it. Got it. Guys, wrapping up here a little bit today, uh, Todd wanted to talk about one last thing that's like very, very important to us is, is a, a good pre-approval, right? A, 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 I guess even a pre-underwritten pre-approval. That's kind Absolutely. of what we like to tell our clients. Uh, we have some former underwriters in our company that really dig into our pre-approvals, make sure that we're gathering all the documentation. How often w when you're getting a pre-approval from a client, um, are you, are, are you as the realtor, are you digging into that or do you kind of say, Oh, you have the piece of paper. Awesome. Thank you. No. So the first thing I do as soon as I get a pre-approval is I call that lender and I make sure that their, their income's unverified. All the important things are verified so that when we do put an offer, when my buyers do find that house that they want, they are completely qualified to obtain that house. And, and how often when you call that lender, do you feel like, is it, is it 50% of the time they've actually done a full pre-approval? 75% of the time? How often are you seeing that out there? I would say probably about 60% of the time. Okay. They're, they're well qualified. They've been pre-approved, as we call it in the real estate game, where they, the, the lender has gone through all their documents and they're partially underwritten. Um, there's other lenders out there that will just do a pre-qualification. Um, as soon as I see that, I'm either going to recommend a couple others or I'm going to get with that lender directly and try and get a little, dig a little bit deeper on it. So, Seth, Pat, we, we see a lot of times like, you know, we have clients that get pre-qualified. Yeah. Again, for our listeners out there, pre-qualified is more so the verbal, right? You Stated, tell them yeah. how much you make. You tell them how much you have in assets. They still pull your credit and then they say, here's a piece of paper. We'll verify that inf information later. Well, we have clients that are looking for a home that will shop around before they even have a home. And we speak to these clients. Seth, what are, when you're asking some of these clients for W-2s, paycheck stubs, asset statements, when possibly they didn't have to provide that to the former lender, what kind of, I guess, pushback feedback are you getting from these clients? And what do you think the reason for that is? Well, I'll tell you what, usually there's not much pushback because uh, I, I take the time to certainly explain the importance of having that I mean, being fully approved is is very important, uh, you know, and because it gives the buyer just that much more leverage and purchasing power. They can go around virtually as a cash buyer if they have something that's been pre-underwritten or looked at with trained eyes because, um, you know, just going word of mouth or a pre-qualification, a pre-qualification isn't worth the ink that's on the piece of paper, quite frankly. Right. Um, so, you know, I explained the importance of it. Um, it's, a, it's necessary uh, these days, you know, to be approved and know that you have that uh, that purchasing power awesome yeah. pat anything to add to that yeah i mean i always give the example of you know going in the car dealership seeing that car that you really like they tell you hey your payment's going to be a hundred bucks a month to lease this car and then they get into getting you really you know getting you approved getting you through their financing guy and come to find out they say well actually we can give it to you for 210 a month you know what I mean? It, that's that's really the pre-qualification versus pre-approval. And I think, you know, I even tell my clients, it's, it's an approval. That's all it is. We don't do any pre-approvals. We just fully approve you. We get you through, uh, you know, our initial underwriter that looks over your documents, make sure I'm doing my job right. 
we got uh, somebody else in the office who does a great job or even foster um, will you know look over the numbers and make sure those make sense and those all look correct and then we issue that approval letter because it's already been through enough hands that have enough knowledge that know that that's when you're ready to go buy that house or I get I pass off a, uh, an approval to Todd for one of his clients that we've worked on I, I know that when he buys that house he can afford it exactly and that's what we want for uh, all of you buyers out there guys uh great show uh seth gray thanks for joining us patrick ali thank fun. you for joining us uh todd mcnulty uh real team real estate todd let all of our listeners out there kind of let us know how we can get a hold of you if we need to uh buy or sell a home definitely you can reach me at my direct line the number is 586-295-7311 or you can shoot it right over to my direct email. It is first name Todd, T-O-D-D, at M-I-Realteam.com. Awesome, guys. Perfect. Uh, Big Boss Man should be back next week. I appreciate all the listeners out there. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.